Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this ACC preview here on the Fun V Tailgate, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I begin our 2018 college football preview by taking a deep dive into the Atlantic Coast Conference. We go through every single team, all the key players, key matchups, the full schedule for the most part, postseason implications, Heisman hopefuls, all that fun stuff. It was a ton of fun to record. Really curious to hear what you guys are thinking. We're also dropping our Pac-12 preview. We recorded these back-to-back, and we're releasing them on the same day. Just in case you're an ACC guy and not a Pac-12 guy or vice versa, we want to try to get all of our college football coverage to you in time for the regular season kickoff. But as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice little five-star review. The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, I'm sure you can find us. Find us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But again, enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think in the comments. And have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy. And we are live welcome to the first episode of the 2018 fun v tailgate college football preview series i of course am the g-man with me is my man maddie d what's up buddy yeah can you can you smell it by the way because it's coming man it's coming it's big. coming we're getting more and more commercials about college football. I mean, you get them as soon as the season ends about right. you know who's going to be in next year. But I mean, this—it's August preseason football for the the pros is underway. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see you know high school teams getting back to two a days. Football is all around us, and the college game pretty soon is going to consume our Saturday afternoons. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it, it's the only negative is we're losing the summer. You know, that's going to be a bummer. But other than that, I you know I'm just. I'm fired up. I'm ready. I'm ready for football. Yep. Um, the so nice many- thing too, being in Philly, that the it stays warm until like November now. Right. Exactly. It's not no, even going to be basically full of summer. Right. Yeah. We just lose humidity. That's what we yeah. should. We should be happy about that. Right. Exactly. Anyone else? If you get less, if you get, if you actually do get cold, uh, we we feel sorry for you, but you also probably get more snow than we do. So true. enjoy the That's ski weather. That's true. You know, it's definitely, I mean, I'm excited to get some, uh, you know, get get out here and have some conversations about football because it's lining up both college and NFL, but specifically for college, it's, it's, it's lining up. Oh yeah. uh, Absolutely. I am as well. So we are previewing today the ACC. We're also doing the PAC 12. We're dropping these at the same time, recording them back to back. We're trying something new. Last year we did, in the same episode, want to see if this might work. A little difference. We'd love to hear your feedback. In this pod, we're talking ACC. Other pods going to be Pac-12. Probably do a similar intro for the Pac-12 pod. But the ACC, Matt, going to be a little different than last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to be up front. And I, when I've been reviewing all of the major conferences, this, to me, in my opinion, is the weakest. I think it's the weakest one. Yeah, we're, oh, getting major like, we're getting to like pre-Jameis Winston ACC, where 
For those who don't remember five, six years ago before Jameis Winston won the Heisman, and you had a number of ACC teams that were making runs. That's when Duke randomly started becoming good. Yeah, I had a couple good remember, seasons. Like, before there, right? that, it was either Florida State or even further back, just Miami or just Virginia Tech. Uh, maybe one or the other was was up there. There was a couple of years there when Matt Ryan was at BC that they were the team to come out of the ACC. And it was really one. And in the BCS era, that's why they always got kind of hosed. If if they didn't have an undefeated team, they'd, they'd only get the the one team in the Orange Bowl. And it seems like we're going to have that again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now the thing is, I said they might be the weakest, but it doesn't mean they don't have um, oh, certainly. A, a big-time contender, which I know we will touch on. Um, you know, the weird thing is, there's some teams here that you expect to be really good that haven't that that, that don't appear like they're going to be like that's the weird that's the thing that I gets me like there's some names in this conference they're just it's not a it's not a good year for them for a various number of reasons and we'll touch on a few teams as we walk through that here definitely yeah so we're going to start we're going to do it division by division for those that didn't listen last year we go team by team we basically just go you know who we start with number one and then we see if we have the same one and then. We pick one to talk about and then just continue on, cover every single team. Then at the end, we make some predictions to see who wins the conference, if anyone, if not multiple teams, since we can say that now with <laughs> the SEC putting in two, it makes right. the playoffs, potential Heisman winners, all that good stuff. So a lot of fun. Um, but let's start right with the Atlantic division. And I think we're probably going to have the same team at number one for the Atlantic. Yeah, to me, it's not even close. Um, yeah. You can't. You honestly, you probably won't even win money if you bet that they'll win um, the ACC, and that's the Clemson Tigers. Nope. They are, as they've been over the past how many years? I mean, five, ten years. They've been this good. They're just five years, ten years, close to ten. Maybe yeah, I mean, so I'm looking at this, and they in the last ten years. Have gone twelve and two last year, fourteen and one when they're national champions, fourteen and one when they lost the national championship game, ten and three and fourteen, eleven and two and thirteen, eleven and two and twelve, ten and four and eleven, and then their last under five hundred game, and they still made a bowl game was two thousand ten when they went six and seven. Right, I mean elite level. They recruit as good as anybody. Um, and Dabo Sweeney's just done an absolute fantastic job because I didn't grow up with Clemson being a superstar, consistently superstar kind of team. Um, uh, to me, they've definitely just been rock stars um, in this entire conference. And I think this year in particular, I think we have an opportunity to be looking at the greatest, arguably the greatest defensive line in the history oh, yeah. of college football. We're talking Miami in its prime. We're talking um, some of the Alabama defensive lines we've seen recently. Um, four guys who all should probably be drafted in the first round, and three of which who are top ten prospects. Period in the NFL, which is amazing. And and the performance has also been there in college. These aren't projections. These guys are stars right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of these guys should have gone out last year, and it was surprising that they all came back. They all came back. And, I mean, it's not even just their defensive line that's stellar. Their D-backs are pretty good. Their linebackers are really good. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And you and I were talking the other night of trying to set an over-under on when they actually let up more than, like, 21 points in the regular <laughs> season, which yeah. they don't play Florida State until the end of October. They play NC State the week before that. Yeah, and, and I those guess are the thing you two look of the at probably is, bigger contenders. Yeah, the thing you look at is, like, what's, what's, what's other offense in the in – the, um, 
in this division is any good, in this conference is any good. Um, they play to their at Texas A&M week two, by the way. Yeah. What I would say to that is – With Jimbo. Right. Jimbo's there. He's got recruits from someone. So there's an opportunity there for them to score some points. I don't think they'll win, but it's at College Station. So the weird part is if they – I think if, if Clemson gets through that game, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now they play that's South good, Carolina to end the year, but South Carolina has been bad for a few years here as well. So yeah, that's the very end of their of their non conference schedule, yeah, right? At the end of the schedule, even right. Yeah, last game of the year, which is normal for them. Yep. So, but I mean, uh, look at this: like their second half of the season in conference playing, and if you include South Carolina, their last six games, home against NC State, probably the closest threat offensively. They have a really good quarterback, and we'll we'll talk about him in a bit. Mm-hmm. At Florida State, so that game's going to be huge. Home against Louisville, who's going to be down. They lost Lamar Jackson at Boston College, home against Duke, and then home against South Carolina. I mean, these guys, they could easily go 12-0 and and go right into the ACC championship game with a... That's the expectation, isn't it? Yeah, with an undefeated record and and Mm -hmm. three touchdown favorites in that game. Yeah. What I would tell you is, so there's, there's two things that I think potentially are their hiccups here. One... It's just been their trend over the last few seasons of that shocking midseason hiccup, right? They lose to a pit. They lost to Syracuse. You know, the one thing, you know, as good as Clemson has been, you know, the one thing that sets, say, an Alabama apart and why they've been a dynasty over the past 10 years is that Nick Saban gets his guys up for every single game. They may lose to a really good team or a rival like Auburn, but they never seem to drop a game to a Syracuse or a pit. Um, and also, by the way, the low end of the SEC is better than the low end of the ACC, too. Um, I like that you say they never lose to a Syracuse or a Pitt, and they lost to Syracuse last year. No, no, no. Alabama doesn't. Oh, Alabama. Okay. Right. Hmm. Alabama loses to Auburn to end the year. They lose to LSU. Yep. Yep. They, they lose to teams. And, and like, they, they lost to Mississippi State, I believe, a couple of years ago, maybe even Ole Miss. But Ole Miss and Mississippi State are, are, are good programs in a, oh, in yeah. a loaded conference. Pitt and Syracuse are not loaded. Although, okay, Pitt provides a lot of NFL prospects, but they're not loaded every year. They're not a powerhouse. You know, um, that's got to be Dabo's hardest focus is keeping everybody locked in and ready uh, every week. They can't have an off week, not in today's playoff climate, and not in a division, not in a conference. Excuse me, that's that's as weak as the ACC is perceived to be. Um, no, absolutely. It's one of those where. Like Boise State when they were trying to in all those years that they tried to make the run where they couldn't go undefeated and, and it seemed like them they could miss the BCS altogether, not even just the national championship hopes. Like it's almost like that, that if they go eleven and one, that it's gonna be a tough, tough sell for say like an Auburn or Georgia. And we're gonna do the SEC at another time, but you know, they go on a run with presumably Alabama. You know, who's to not who's to say that they don't feel you know the the committee doesn't feel any remorse for leaving out a, a Clemson team who falls to even if it is Syracuse again, um, it, although they're playing at Clemson this year. But you know who's to say that they don't leave them out? Right, exactly, exactly. And I think that's something that, that Sweeney's got to be staring at for for quite a bit. Um, the other thing I think that we have to discuss is not necessarily to get through the ACC, but if this team wants to win a national championship. The quarterback situation is going to be fascinating. Um, 
you know, I got to see them in person last year. Very thankful Shout for them. playing Wake Forest, not a power to you. Yep. But I got to see Kelly Bryant, the quarterback in person. He's not Deshaun Watson. He does not throw the football like Deshaun Watson does. A lot of talent, but he didn't have necessarily a great year last year. And there, and Trevor Lawrence, the five-star prospect who reminds me a little bit of, Sh- of Sunshine with his long golden hair from Remember <laughs> the Titans, he's, yeah. he's, all, he's like the talk of the town. And if Kelly Bryant struggles at all, Lawrence is probably going to step in. Sweeney, you know, this is high-level college football. So, you know, Sweeney will just take it. Um, so definitely something to, to monitor, I think, pretty frequently there, if you ask me. Yeah, they still have their running back core, though, so they can always fall back on that and they if their, do. their quarterbacking is suspect. Yeah, no, you're definitely correct. They're definitely a good running back core. And okay wide receivers. They don't blow me away, but they definitely have, you know, things that they can do there. Absolutely. Yeah, but again, it's the same thing, though. They return most of their guys. So, I mean, the very least, you, get, you can fall back on chemistry. I know that's not the, the best stat to, to quote, but. Right. You know, no, I agree. Experience I agree. Is, is tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, try to think of. I mean, those to me are really the hiccups, uh, and they don't have necessarily a super strong out-of-conference schedule, which we go back and forth. That's why having one loss may keep them out if another team has a lot. Um, but who was your second team in this in this division? So I have Florida State. I know we talked about this a little bit, so you might be different, but I think with getting DeAndre Francois back this year, I think that really helps them out a ton. I mean – Similarly to what we were just talking about with Clemson, they still have a pretty strong running back group. And I think that's going to do a lot for them. Their defense is going to be you know, still pretty good. It's not going to be the level of Clemson, but it's still going to be pretty solid in terms uh-huh. of uh, how they perform. So, I mean, a similar schedule as Clemson. They, they're out of conference includes Notre Dame, which is that, you know, the rotating ACC schedule they get. And they also have to play Florida at the end of the season. So the rest of it, though, we, we see him play Virginia Tech right off the bat, but then their their non-conference includes Samford and Northern Illinois as well. So we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do. But just to kind of continue on why I think, you know, I have them at number two, because I know that uh, you might not, and we'll, we'll get your opinion in a second. Uh, even with a new coach, Willie Taggart, who, you know, we've had, we've seen him before with, South Florida. We saw him with Oregon most recently. Um, you know, I, I really like what these guys have going, and I think they can really put something together. So we'll see. I mean, again, I like that defense not as much as Clemson, but we will for sure see a Florida State team that comes out of the gate firing, and by the time they finally do play Clemson at the end of October. It's going to be gangbusters from there. Yeah, I mean, I would also – I mean, look, I agree that Florida State they're, – well, they're, they're in a weird dark horse position this year. I, I think my problem with them is I don't know if I'm a big Willie Taggart guy. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do much for me in Oregon. It's definitely messy there. You know, they thought they were going to the college football playoff, but they lose to Alabama and they lose Francois. That's a big deal he's back. Um, I think we're going to – people are underrating his presence there. Uh, Cam Ackers is a, a running back. Uh, he's going to be really good. Um, 
The defense concerns me a little bit, which is why I think in year one of Taggart, the team takes a slight step back, which is why I'm going to pick a huge dark horse favorite to finish second, a distant second, but second. Um, by the way, they play. you said they played Notre Dame. They also play Florida to end the year, but it's, yep. it's home. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, I'm going to take, though, the Boston College Golden Eagles. That's what I thought you'd do. To finish second. All right. Um, yeah. They're my this, number three, so we'll just roll okay. right into them. I think I think a couple things. They don't have a, a difficult non-conference schedule. They no. have some cupcakes early. They do play at Purdue and versus Temple, and I don't want to disregard either of those teams because they're both decent. Um, I really, I really wish that game could be at Temple so we could go watch them because they have some guys that I'd love to yeah, see a lot. Yeah. Now they got a little bit of a tough stretch. They go Miami at Vodtech, Clemson, and FSU to end the year. Syracuse at the end. So they're going to probably have to come into that game with like no losses in the ACC, and they probably are going to walk out with two, one or two losses uh, after that at least. But I still think they figure out how to get it done. This is one of the best offenses. This Boston College has produced excellent defensive players for years, but their offense has been horrible, horrible. Oh, yeah. Um, Whatever happened to the the guy that almost won the Heisman like five years ago? You got you after the Giants, Mario something? Mm-mm-mm. Aaron Williams, I think was his name, the running was back. It Aaron? I thought it was Mario because I remember there was like Super Mario and it's stuff like that. Something Williams. You might be yeah. right. Um, yeah, he, he kind of fizzed out in the pros. He was on the Giants for a while. Yeah. Uh, I've been Andre Williams. Uh, Andre he, he Williams. Didn't really maybe. have the, you know, he was more of a, didn't really catch the ball, more of a plotter, you know, plodding along, not, not at quick first step that you need in the NFL. Uh, great player in college. So they've got a fr- sophomore quarterback, Anthony Brown. Good freshman year until he got hurt. But A.J. Bill- Dillon is a monster. That guy's going to um, be yeah. fantastic. That's who I, wa- that's who I was yeah, alluding and I, to before. Yeah, and I think he's the guy that could have some success against a weak Florida State defense comparatively to normal years. Um, and their defense, they return a lot of guys. They do lose second-round pick Harold Landry, who was a really good pass rusher for them and will be in the pros, it looks like. So I, I think they sneak into that second spot. Um, once again, it's, it doesn't really matter because I think Clemson will be way up top, but it's it could happen. So I want to qu- ask you a question. Yeah. I've seen on a couple different ACC previews that I've read, I've seen for the first team, all four D-line positions are all four Clemson guys. And on a couple, defensive end Zach Allen of the, of BC sneaks in there. Do you have him fifth? Do you have him fourth? What, what's your thought on him? Um. Yeah, this guy's a stud. It looks like I know. I know. Um, I, I think I think fifth. I think fifth. Okay. Um. Well, hundred tackles, six sacks last year. I know. I know. Which, by the way, I, so what people don't realize: hundred tackles. It's not in sixteen games. It's in twelve or thirteen. Exactly. And I mean, the thing is, he's going to net. Well, the only concern I have is that now with how, how Harold Landry gone. Well, he did have those numbers last year. Is there our, our offense is just going to key in on him? He's a senior, so I expect him to figure it out. Um, but my, my only concern there, though, would be without another big name on the other side, what is it going to be like? Because sometimes that can happen. You can you can take away a, a tackle like that. But I do think he's going to be really good. Um, they, they've got the offense and the defense to make some kind of a run, and uh, we're going to go from there. I mean, I, I would tell you this, so I think the more fascinating discussion is who's going to come in fourth in the ACC. 
No, very in the uh, East Atlantic. Atlantic yeah. Excuse me. Yes. No, definitely a really good good one. I'm gonna go with NC State. Okay. As mine, I know Louisville's right up there, so I don't know if that's who you have. But... No, I have NC State as well. Okay. Yeah, so NC State, that's our number four. They had themselves a very good season last year, nine and four. They return a, a you know okay amount of players, six on offense, only three on defense, yeah. though. So that is a little bit to be concerned about. Um, but I mean, like a lot of teams in the ACC, they start with a uh, interesting out of conference schedule with James Madison and Georgia State, but then they host West Virginia. Then they go to Marshall before starting ACC play. But, I mean, the big thing to look at here is they got Ryan Finley, one of the better quarterbacks, I'd say, in the conference. Guy threw for over 3,500 yards last year, 17 touchdowns, with a receiving core that's decent but not the best you've ever seen. So, I mean, I, I like him and I like what they could potentially do offensively, but defense is definitely going to be a big concern for them. No, absolutely. I, mean, I will tell you this. There's a program being built there mm-hmm. by Dave Dorn. Seven players drafted this past year in the draft. That's not something you're used to hearing out of NC State. Um, I, I definitely like I, you know, I think the, one of the reasons I like him is uh, we've been a little under – we undervalue Louisville a little bit because they've been pretty good. Sure. Um, now, uh, there, but, but you know, Lamar Jackson's gone. Heisman Trophy winner. Pretty amazing. Um, but that being said, Jawan Pass is going to come in there at Louisville, and he's going to be okay. But I still think the losses are just a little bit too much this year for them to get anything better. I actually am getting close to saying Wake Forest will jump really? ahead of them if it wasn't for the fact that their quarterback, they lost their quarterback, and they've got their, their current starters on a three-game suspension. But that being said – but you know, I don't want to keep. I don't want to just skip over NC State. Um, but I think they're a strong lock for four, and they're definitely a team that people are going to have to get up for. That Clemson can't not play against Finley in that group. He's going to yep. have to. You know, they're going to have to be awake to to play that game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, NC State going to be going to be uh, a tough out. I'd say. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. They also have made four straight bowl games, which I didn't realize. Yeah, well, Sack have been really, have been, you know, surprisingly good. I mean, look, they get overshadowed because of the name of North Carolina. You think of UNC, you don't think of NC State. Yep. Um, they're a good team, and I, if you take them lightly, you're not going to beat them. Um, and I think, yeah, and they're definitely going to surprise some people. You know, you uh, you could argue that they have the best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah, thinking he's going to be really good. Definitely a pro prospect. Without a doubt, in my th- in my thoughts on it, um, no. easy schedule. Easy schedule. Excuse me. Except they are they do have that out of conference game. That West Virginia visits them, and we haven't obviously gotten to the Big Twelve, but we'll get there. I yeah, think. we'll get there. It's it's um, going to be exciting to see that though. Unfortunately, they're at Clemson. That's going to be a tough bid there, and they end the game at, end the season at Louisville and at UNC, which will be tough games as well. Tough. But um, they get FSU at home. They get Wake at home. Uh, that FSU at NC State game always is thrilling. So that's definitely one you got to key on. Yeah, I would agree there. I would agree there. Um, but it so, sounds like – so do you have at five? Do you have Wake Forest or do you have Louisville? Well, if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're presumed starter, uh, Kendall Hinton wasn't suspended for three games, I would take Wake. I really like the program really? that Dave Clawson's built there. Wow, um, okay. But I'm going to take Louisville here. Yeah, I have them. Yeah. I have them no matter some, what. They've got some wideouts. Jalen Smith, Des Fitzpatrick, Seth Dawkins. These are guys I like. Um, 
but the defense was not that great and they lost guys. Um, yeah, they only returned four starters. Yeah, it's going to be a on tough defense. one, in my opinion, for them uh, this year. Once again, you lose a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, it's probably going to be pretty tough for you, unless you're Alabama or maybe Clemson. Um, yep. Yeah. So, and you know what? They play Alabama. They open the year at Alabama, which is a bummer for them in a lot of ways. Um, that'll definitely be pretty brutal, I think. Um, although, excuse me, Jalen Smith, their top wideout in preseason All-American, All-ACC, excuse me, is out indefinitely with an emergency ac- appendec- appendectomy. So um, that's going to be interesting when you open the season at Alabama. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those they thought that they were – all set when uh, Lamar Jackson was there uh, <laughs> when they schedule that home and home. But yeah, they have a they have one of those mutually agreed upon okay out of conference schedules where they play Bama, so they play a big guy. They have Kentucky, who we'll we'll touch on it when we get to the SEC. Uh, but then they have Indiana State and, and FCS school in Western Kentucky. So they have one of those. A lot of people think you can as long as you have like one good guy and you're at a conference schedule, it doesn't matter what the other three are. So they're. Louisville's right in there, but I, I agree with you. I mean, they have a, a lot of big shoes to fill. Their running back core, not the best. Um, and really what what got me to move them down to five is just that their defense is going to be lacking. And I, I think that's going to be a lot to overcome, a tough schedule. And if they don't get off on the right foot, which it's hard to say that when you play an FCS team week two, but uh, if, if Alabama really wallops them, it could be – tough in their ACC schedule yeah no I definitely agree and then uh, yeah I, and I think we can all agree who's at the bottom of this division yeah do you want to cover Wake, Wake Forest quickly or I mean, you... we, can, we can touch on them I still think they're a team that you, you once again I don't think they're as they're as good in their, their quarterback situation they're, they're trying to replace yeah. a pretty good starter um you know I, I think Solid all-around roster, but, uh, you know, you got a guy through 29 picks, 29 touchdowns last year, and John Wolford, who's gone, and sure. did some good things for them and made things happen. This is going to be difficult. Um, no, for sure. They, and they, here's the, they play Notre Dame in week five, I believe. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. There's already a tough matchup, boom, right away off the bat. My um, big thing with them and why I had them lower than you, if they had all their starters readily available, their defense is going to be, I don't think, very good. Yeah, I would agree. It's going to be like worse towards the worst of the conference. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Um, but yeah, to, to to finish your point, Syracuse number seven in the Atlantic Division. Um, I mean, the the best thing they have going for them is that they're returning a lot of starters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they I mean they so they beat they beat Clemson last year. They yeah. lost the next five games, including the last three, by twenty one points plus. Um, you know, Eric Dungy seems okay at QB, but he's never been healthy. Uh, they're Speaking not healthy. Quarterbacks, we also have to shout out to Rex Culpepper, who beat cancer over the offseason. Uh-huh. So shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Good on him. It's just gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough year for the for the orange. Um yeah. and yeah, they, there's no like you know, the other like you think of Wake and you think of Wake Forest, you think of um NC State, they're rising programs. You think of Syracuse as kind of a falling program, I think, at this point. Um, early to start, but they get they get Florida State week three. Um, and they get Notre Dame at the end of the year. They're at Boston College. T- at Clemson, there's going to be some really difficult games in that schedule. In my yeah. Mind. yeah. No, it, it's going to be tough for them. 
Yep, yep, yep. Well, let's move over to the Coastal Division. This one's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch, but I think, um, at least for me, it's pretty clear who I have at the number top. It's another top-heavy division. It's really a one-team kind of div- It's It would appear at this moment, it's a one because of some of the teams who have fallen a little bit, it's Miami, right? you got to go yep. with the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. They returned seven players on both sides of the ball, including all of the guys that made that team so electric last year. And it's going to be fun to watch, man. I mean, Malik Rozier's there. Travis Homer's still there. Their wide receiving core is pretty much intact. Three of their five starting offensive linemen, which is a big, big part of that, including their center, a big part of a you know quarterback continuing success and not having to get his offensive line all uh, you know back onto the same page because they've been playing together. So I think you know they're they're that's going to be a fun fun aspect to watch. And I think the turnover chain Matt is going to be alive and well with the Hurricanes this year. Yeah, no, definitely. I will tell you this: we're going to learn a lot about them right away because they open the year at, with LSU visiting them. So yeah, this is the this is the Jerry World game at Cowboy Stadium. We're going to see uh, Coach O versus Mark Richt, who's coming down or who's been down there for a couple of years. Yeah, but yeah, then then basically once they get through the Tigers, they uh, you know should be at least at three wins by the end of September because then they play North Carolina at the very end of the month. And then interesting stretch, Florida State at Virginia, at Boston College after a bye week, Duke at Georgia Tech, at Virginia Tech, then home for Pitt. Uh, so it's going to be going to be a run for them. But, you know, I think we're going to be seeing a couple of those games. They luck out of not having to play Notre Dame in terms of that ACC schedule. And with their top-heavy schedule, I think we could see them making a push for the division and up rankings and we could see him right right in that top 10 of the C, uh, the cfp potentially. No, definitely definitely and, and, and you know we, we can't talk enough mark rick did a great job at georgia expectations are so high at a school like that he comes into a organ a, a, an institution at miami i mean that football program there is an institution not yep. necessarily the most moral institution <laughs> no. uh, but the institution nonetheless so sure. i think you know, it's going to be interesting there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, definitely. No, yeah, for sure. And I, I think yeah, we're both pretty clear there. For number two, I mean, I think it's UNC. I think that they have a pretty good shot, at least if they can beat Miami to run for the division. I don't know if they went on some sort of tear, if they could make a run at the college football playoff and get even close. I think they probably finished the season at best 10-2. and two. Um, but I mean, they're coming off of a three and nine season last year. So really that was a, and it was a, da- a kind of one off cause you thought they would be pretty good. So there's a lot of, a lot of different, you know, variables up in the air for them, but they return five guys on offense. Um, they return Chaz Surratt. Is that you pronounce his last name? I believe I'm not exactly yeah. sure, but I'll give you it. <laughs> one of the craziest last names, craziest names in football. But their running back core comes back too, and in uh, Michael Carter, Jordan Brown, these guys all pretty good. I was looking down at my stats, and I had I had a Sherratt there, and I knew he wasn't a running quarterback, so I got a little confused for the pause. But I mean, these guys offensively should be sound enough. Their defense is still pretty good, though. I think they're going to have 
a you know a, an interesting time defending some of their teams. Their linebacking core is suspect, but the rest of it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you start the season on the road at Cal at uh, East Carolina, then you host the self-proclaimed national champs, you at UCF as your first home game. So who knows? Maybe they're still call. Maybe they're still undefeated at that point and uh, <laughs> turns into one hell of a game. But we mentioned that game against Miami at the end of September. And I think that's going to be another can't miss game and could really change the landscape of the ACC as it goes forward. Yeah. I mean, one thing I would tell you is this, uh, you know, we, we, there were clearly to me, there were tears in the Atlantic division. Sure. When I look at the coastal division, I don't see tears. I see Miami and then a bunch of crap. Not crap. Okay, let me. I, I, you know that came out wrong. That was rude. Well, like when an ESPN analyst ranks quarterbacks, there's elite, there's whatever they call yeah. the next level, and so on and so to forth. To me, to me, there's. I wouldn't. I, you know what? I don't want to use the word crap because one man's trash is another man's treasure. There are sure. teams here that are like simmering at potentially being good. I am not as high on UNC as you are. Um, you know, there's to me the, the 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 program that I'm a little higher on is Duke. Sure, um, absolutely. Daniel Jones is an excellent quarterback. We know they've had some success recently, and they actually have a pretty good secondary. Watching college football, most secondaries are not pretty good. So for various reasons, now they do have to visit Miami and Clemson. Um, so I think there's two losses right there. I, I think they find their way to slip into that number two spot. But I'm really – I'm almost flipping a coin because it just depends on a couple of these guys. I just trust Radcliffe and that program a little bit more than I do UNC and some of the turn, turn, turmoil they've had. They've oh, got for sure. There, but the turmoil they've had makes me a little nervous. No, that's a, that's a really good point because Duke also has a really good linebacking core. They return all of their linebackers. They were their leading tacklers, as you might expect from linebackers. But – I mean, these guys also force turnovers as well. They have tur- they have interceptions. They have force fumbles. So, I mean, these guys, their defense, you hit the nail right on the head, is, is solid. David Cutcliffe doing a huge job of that program. I didn't realize he was already at double digits with them, but nonetheless, uh, he's 59-67 and 67 in his career with the Blue Devils, but he's made, uh, aside from 2016, he's made a ton of bowl games and I think he can continue that going. I mean, this was a Duke team that I think it was 11 years ago had like close to a 20 game losing streak going another at this point. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how they go. I know that they have some new guys at tailback with, uh, Britton Brown, sophomore running back. So we'll see how he does. He, um, comes as their returning leading rusher with 701 yards last year. So um, if he can get it going to establish himself as a pretty good, pretty good player, because Duke still, uh, you know, they, they, they get a little more of the, that run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, throw the ball, a little more t- in your face offense, almost like a big 10 team. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. We'll, we'll see how they do. I like that though. They're my number three. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, uh, the, the third one I'm really struggling with because I guess not as high at UNC, but I, I if you sleep on Virginia Tech, you know, teams slept on that team for years. Uh, people slept on that team for years. Josh Jackson is a sophomore, and he has all the talent to be really, really good. Um, their defense is going to struggle. Uh, yeah. But they've got Bud Foster, who's been there forever as their D coordinator. He might be able to figure it out. And the schedule isn't too harsh for them. I have concerns. Don't get me wrong. I like them in that third position. You can't forget, you know, p- great programs figure it out. 
And uh, we know how good Beaver was for years, so you expected to step back. They start off the year at FSU. That's sure. probably going to be a tough game. Um, although Jackson could go off. Yeah. Um, you know, they got Notre Dame. I'm not as schedule. down on their defense either as you are. I think that the, that, that game's going to be a good test okay. for them and seeing how they do. I think they have a pretty good up front four. Uh, their linebackers okay. might be a little little shaky. Really mm-hmm. what you want to see with DeAndre Francois and, and how, how back, A, is he, but B – how that front four from Virginia Tech holds him. And if Joshua – not Joshua Jackson. If DeAndre Francois gets going and forces them to have to contain him and the pass and gets them a little tied up. He's just looking at these guys. They're returning three of their four guys, junior, senior, senior, and the other guy that's expected to start at end is a junior. So these are experienced guys. So we'll see how they do. But I, I think you're right that they could – the defense could struggle if they don't get on the right foot. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and 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 uh, I just think this the program is too good not to be okay this year. But yeah, um, yeah. now I would I would slot UNC in there next. Add that fourth As your three. spot. Oh, your four. Yeah, I like four. I like Virginia Tech at three. Uh, okay. who, do you, uh, who do you have at five? Five. Yeah, this is where we start getting into that next tier. To use yeah. your example, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. It's between that and Pitt for me, and I think Virginia is the last. But it's sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because Georgia Tech is a better offense than Pitt does, but Pitt has a much better defense. Right. So, I mean, I think I could even call them T5, uh, just because basically it's not a, a mirror image, but it's still, ooh, if you're looking at it. So I'm going to go with Georgia Tech simply just on the fact that they return a lot of players on offense. They should have a better offense and not as bad of a defense as Pitt's offense is going to be, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll give it, I'm going to give it to Georgia Tech because of Paul Johnson being there. It's also, yeah. you know, when you play, you, you know, most teams, I know the ACC is a little more used to it, but when you're playing a team that runs the triple offense, you know, maybe a little bit difficult to, um, to figure out. You know, they're, they're always a little bit of a better team than you give them credit for. They always seem to have a couple of talent guys, talent wise. They do. Play they went to the. the other went to the Orange Bowl. They were much better than they were supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Now they did. They did. They do play. They have a tough second game of the year at USF South Florida. Might be an early loss for them right away. Um, they're at Pitt. They go to Clem. They they play Clemson at home in Week Four. They don't have a lot of time to prep for that big time game right there. That's going to be a trouble spot for them. And obviously they end the year at Georgia. That game, you know, they may not, they may not, that may be their bowl eligible game they have to win. And, and I doubt they're going to take the Bulldogs this year with the talent they have. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to slot them in at, at five because I just, Pet, Pittsburgh plays Penn State, UCF, and Notre Dame. And they're, and they're yeah. at UCF and Notre Dame. Yep. Um, they've got a couple decent guys, but, and the defense is returning pretty much everyone. Um, but I just think they're just there's not a lot of buzz and talent there for me. Yeah, it's it's one of those again where even though they return their running back, they return their fullback. Shout out to them for using a fullback still. Uh, a couple guys on the offensive line, but that's really about it. And their defense should be pretty good. A lot of those guys are returning, but it might be a long year. And, and like you said, they play Penn State in what's becoming a yearly series again, which is cool to see. But Got to go to Notre Dame. You got to go to Miami. You got to go to UCF, to North Carolina. I mean, it's going to be tough, man. A good defense 
is only you know oh, oh so good and on the road at loud places like that uh that's gonna be tough yeah no definitely definitely um and then i think we could all agree the last spot here is definitely virginia yeah, yeah. kind of a bummer to see because they'd uh looked like they were starting to put some together uh in, last year even with bronco mendenhall mm-hmm. coach yeah. and i mean it's just really not clicking he's or, had a a tough run at it as their coach and yeah i don't know i don't I don't know how you fix the Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean they're not a they're not a football program. They're yeah, better at basketball. They at this used point. to be though. Well, they, remember they started five and one last year, and yeah. then they then they they went one and seven, and they lost forty nine to seven in their bowl game. I mean, oh my god! So that is just a brutal end of the season for them. Forty nine to seven, where they come in as a one point dog. Like you're supposed to make it a game, right? Yep, and uh, I mean they 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 don't necessarily have a difficult schedule. I mean, uh, within the with outside of the ACC, but they're they're just it's just going to be brutal, I think, for them. You know, they go at Indiana in week two, they might lose. You know, um, yeah. you definitely got to be concerned. They do miss Clemson, by the way, this year, so there's well, a plus for them. There's a plus, yeah. Yep, uh, and Miami is at home, so if you're going to upset special, there's a shot. I just don't. I just think it's definitely a rebuilding year for Bronco. He almost seems like he needs to just completely turn the page here a little bit. No, I would agree with that. You need to figure out some way of uh, some way to rebuild it. I mean, you return oh so many guys, and I guess that's good. But you know, convince some guys what you were able to do when you were at BYU, and and convince them that now you're, now we're in a power conference, and if you come be my guys. And we can, you know, start to make some waves, especially in the coastal division. It's a division that that really aside from Miami, it isn't an established program that year after year turns in excellent seasons and excellent talent. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But yeah, so that wraps up the team by team. Let's do some predictions. You know, pick who we think that are gonna win. We both picked Clemson and then we both picked Miami. So we're gonna have a rematch, it sounds like. In the ACC uh, I 100% couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, what's your – I mean, I want to think it's going to be a closer game this year, but that Clemson team is just going to be off the chain, quite literally off the off the turnover chain, good this season. And I think it might be, unfortunately, another snooze of an ACC championship, although I'd love to see Miami – You'll get something going and make it make it an uh, an exciting game. Yeah, but I'm with you. I think it's a pretty easy pick here. It's Clemson yeah. all the way, um, and they're and they're really good. Um, yeah, they're going to be really good. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, I think, for anybody else to compete. Nothing against Miami. I think they're a year or two away. You know, you expect Clemson to kind of take a shuffle back. Um, I have Clemson making the playoff. I think they run the table completely. They don't have that big out-of-conference game they have to be scared of. So I'm with them 100% to run the table this year. Um, I don't think there's a Heisman hopeful in this conference this year. Um, I think so. No, I don't. I really don't. You think AJ Dillon could sneak in there? I, you know, maybe, but here's the problem. He's going to be He's the BC the running back. Right. I know, yeah, so yeah. My, and, you know, Kim and Cam Ackers and Florida State are both really good. Yeah. My concern is – um, in this case, is you've got guys, other really great running backs out there, including you know uh, Bryce Love, and 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 there's some really good quarterbacks like Will Greer, who we'll talk about later as well, uh, in, a, in a different in a different pod uh, podcast. But 
uh, you know, I no, I don't, I don't think they sneak in there. And I also don't think, look, even if they sneak in there, they better be having a good year. It's going to be tough to win the Heisman without having a really good year around you. Sure. No, I totally agree. I think it'll be really close in how it all finishes out. But unfortunately, with the quarterback talent that's out there and really just a lot of other excellent running back talent, you might see Dylan sneak in as like a fifth guy of, you know, the because they invite more finalists now than just the three. Sometimes they do. So maybe if it's close enough. Or he's he's a semifinalist, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's it's tough to think of anyone in the conference as a serious Heisman contender. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. There. I think there's some All Americans. Um, oh, I for think, sure. I think Dylan has a chance to beat All American. I think that uh, two or three the, of those Clemson guys will be All Americans. Yeah, the, the Clemson defensive yeah. line. You might yeah. even just pick them all. No, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. And then Clemson in the playoffs. What do you think? One or two seed? Two. Two behind Bama. Well, well, you know what? I guess the question is, if I think they're going to run the table, and you know they're, they're, they're coming in ranked they're so high, is there another team that is going to run the table in another major conference? You know, when you, Bama, while as good as Bama is, they're going to have a tough schedule, and, and they yep. have some things they have to get over. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, so we will see with that. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be close though. Crazily enough, no one seed has ever won the college football playoff. That I I had no idea that really. Yep, no one seed. Both of Alabama's they weren't the number one seed. It was Clemson. Jeez, I've that that actually yeah. shocks me. Um, I, by the way, just since we're talking about it, I don't think I will be picking them to win. So oh, uh, Clemson to win the national no, championship? No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. I think Alabama is going to be pretty good, but we will cover them in another pod. And I think that's going to wrap it up for us with the ACC. If you haven't already yet, listen to the PAC 12 podcast. We're about to record it, but we're dropping them both at the same time. So uh, if you've already listened to it, you have heard whatever crazy predictions we made. <laughs> uh, we don't even know it yet. So you're doing a little bit of time traveling, but we're going to get over to that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on all the different social medias, Thunder BLG, Thunderbog Sports, and Matt D. Steph on both Instagram and Facebook. Is that yeah. your tweet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 9 on both Instagram and Facebook for me. Uh, and that's going to wrap it up. We will see you guys next time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy.